second here while I get my water. I'll try not to fight this mic here <laughs> too much. Take your Bibles, if you will, open to the book of John, Gospel of John. The Gospel of John. We'll be in the 14th chapter. John chapter 14. We use the scripture a lot of time at funerals. I do at least. Great passage, great passage. We'll be John chapter 14 verses one through six. John chapter 14 verses one through six. As I read God's word, read along with me. Amen? All right. The Bible says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Then we have Thomas, and asking this question, Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I'm going to take a few moments this morning and speak about the way, the truth, and the life. Let's pray. Father, we need you to meet with us today. We need you to teach us through your word. God, we thank you so much for preserving your words that we hold in our laps and some on our phones this morning. But God, thank you for preserving it. Father, may we learn to use it, may we access it, may we read it, may we study it, may we consume it, that we might walk in your paths. Oh God, teach us to be more like you. I pray that you bless speaking and the preaching of your word this morning. In Jesus' name I ask, amen. Talk about the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, many of you know we just came back from taking a little bit of a vacation. We Got to take a, we went to a granddaughter's wedding, a beautiful wedding in uh, Northern California, uh, up by uh, Cottonwood. How many know where Cottonwood, California is at? I know Elizabeth knows, she was there. But it's a little bit south of Redding, a little bit uh, south and east of Anderson, kind of in that area, pretty area. But anyway, we went to the wedding. And then after the wedding, uh, Alice and I took off. And uh, we left our, uh, we were staying in the hotel there in Oroville, and we drove across, let's see, we went up through Redding, up through, uh, took Highway 299, I think it is, out of Redding, and went up through Oregon, and then cut across, and went through uh, Caldwell, Idaho, and into Boise. We spent a night there in Boise. And then we drove the next day and went over to, uh, let's see, that was Idaho Falls, a little bit colder there, a little bit snowy there. And it was snowing on us some. And then the next day we drove up into Montana. Oh, it's been a lot of years since I've been to Montana. Beautiful country. Beautiful country. Went up about uh, 6,700 feet on the highways there. And so uh, it got a little high. Uh, but a lot of snow. And then uh, we 
kind of messed around there a little bit, and then drove back through Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, down through Spokane, through Washington, and uh, Oregon, and back home. While we were doing that, I was using my GPS. You know, you plug in the address, it's kind of a neat thing. You plug in the address and it says, this is where you're gonna go, this is how you get there. And still, guess what, I managed to take a wrong turn. I managed to take a wrong turn. I was supposed to go on the 84 East and I went 84 West. And I'm looking, I'm going, Portland? I don't wanna to go to Portland. I don't wanna go, but I just stayed on the drive. It was a beautiful drive. It actually took me along, took us along the the Columbia River, how many have seen the Columbia River? That thing is massive. That is a massive river. I did a little bit of reading about it. It is a huge river. And, but as we, we got down to a place called the, the Dalles, the Dalles, how many know where the Dalles are at? Am I saying that right, the Dalles? We cut off back to the left and, and went back and came on down. But it's, it's that nice thing to have GPS. It's a nice thing to have something that gives you good direction. It's, it's a nice thing that says, this is the way you're supposed to go. Uh, back years ago, they built Route 66. Route 66, they say, goes from Los Angeles basically to Chicago. And if you wanted to go from Los Angeles to Chicago, that's the way you'd go. You'd get on that road and you'd travel it and you'd go that way. Sometimes we have good intentions and, and good ideas and uh, I'm reminded of a story in 1975. I'm going to try to say this right. It's called Satillo Prison. It's in northern, do you know it, Juan Pablo? No, I didn't know. Just kidding. But there's a prison in northern Mexico and uh, a prisoner got an idea. He said, you know what, if I dug a tunnel, I could get out of this prison. This is a true story. And so, but he said, we're going to have to dig a long way. So he got some guys with him. They wound up getting 75 prisoners to work at digging this tunnel. Digging this tunnel. And they said, we're going to have to dig it down this way, and this is the direction we're going to need to go. This is the way we're going to need to go. They said, okay. And the idea is we're going to get through the prison wall, and we'll come up on the other side, and we'll be free. So they begin digging in November of 1975. They dug, dug all the way through November. They dug all the way through December, all the way through January, through February, through March, and into April. And they got down to April 18th, and that's the day they were going to come up and be free. And so they broke through that morning only to discover that they had tunneled under the courthouse and they broke through the courthouse floor. That's a true story. And they rearrested all of them. You know, they had bad directions. They didn't know the way. They didn't know the way. John 14, 6 is going to be our main portion of the passage. And it can be broken up into four parts. Four parts. The first part is the most direct answers to Thomas's questions about the way. And it references the truth. And brings in their life. And... It says, uh, the, the final clause gives us an important summary to the conclusion, conclusion of that verse. But first, we see that Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way to get to heaven. Think of a, a path, a road, a way, a way that leads to heaven. 
Jesus does not say, as so many religious leaders have done, uh, this is the way or that is the way. But rather he says, I am the way. Jesus is the way. He's the prophet who points us to heaven. But more than that, he's the priest who saves his people. So they have a right to go to heaven. And he's the king that leads his people to safety. Jesus Christ, he's our great savior. Amen. We sang about the prophet and the priest and the king this morning. This is one of the things that distinguishes Jesus and points him, points to him as savior. What you need to, to in order to go to heaven, you need to understand it's not a philosophy. It's not a philosophy or a way. It's a person. It's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ makes clear he's not simply a pioneer. He's not one that's blazing a trail to heaven. But he is the way itself. Jesus said, I am the way. He's the Savior. He's the Lamb of God who takes away sin. He's the one who gives eternal life. Amen. All these ideas bring it home to us. Without him, there is no going to heaven. Please hear me this morning. Without Jesus Christ, there is no going to heaven. Without him, the way remains firmly closed against us. It is as we come to God through him that we gain access to heaven. He is the one in whom we must put our trust. If we remember the way to heaven and to God, then the difficulties of getting there would be concern us less. You know, by nature, by our sin nature, we're wanderers. And we wander far from the pathway. That's what happened with me when I was on that drive. I didn't mean to. I thought I was going the right way, but I took a wrong turn. I'm going to blame it on my car. It's got this little thing down there. If you look over your steering wheel and it gave me the arrows and it said, go to the right. And I went to the right. I think I should have stayed left. But at any rate, I got off the path. I was wandering. But in Christ, we see the way home, the way to heaven. It's because of our sin nature that we're lost and that we're separated from God. But Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. By nature, our sin nature, we're not on the road to heaven. But Jesus is the way. If you're here this morning and do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, would you consider coming to him this morning? You know, many lack direction. Many lack direction. Uh, many are wandering. People are lost. If you know Jesus Christ, your personal Savior this morning, you should be praising God. You should have something, you should have a, a bounce in your step. You should have an excitement, a happiness about you, a peace that only you can have from knowing Jesus Christ your Savior. But folks, we dare not keep it to ourselves. There are many that are lost. Secondly, Jesus is the truth that we need to know to get to heaven. Jesus could have simply left it there. He could have simply said, I'm the way. But he went on and he said, I am the truth. I am the truth, not just the way, but I am the truth. To illustrate this, this can maybe think of a, a, a circle or even a, a straight line that's absolutely straight. 
If a wall is straight, what do you say? You say it's, it's true. It's true. To prove true is to remain loyal, not to let a person down. There's a path, but then there's also knowing the way to walk. Stick to the path. That's the key. Again, however, it isn't simply that he is true and that his way is true. He is not simply saying that his, he, his, that his is the right way. Many have said that sort of thing, haven't they? I'm right. It's not just that he truly will bring his people to heaven. He's the right way. And he will bring those who look to him to heaven. He's not simply saying that he speaks the truth either, although that is true again. We can trust every word that Jesus spoke. Rather, he's saying that he himself, get this, is the embodiment of the truth. He is the truth personified. I am the way, the truth. What's this brings us to conclude? It causes us to conclude that all the other ways are false. There can only be one truth. That's Jesus Christ. All the other ways are false. You have many other people looking into different ways to heaven, different religions, but there's only one truth. Many will say that truth is relative. You have your truth, and I have my truth. Oh, folks, there's one truth, and that truth is Jesus Christ. Now, to believe in Jesus Christ is simply said to believe a lie. It's believing a lie. It is to believe something that is false, something that will be discovered to be false in the end. Too late. Too late. Don't believe a lie. Believe the truth. Believe the truth. Believe in Jesus Christ, who is the truth. In the Old Testament, we have promises, the promises, but Jesus and Christ, we had the fulfillment. In 2 Corinthians 1.20, it says, For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Jesus is also the truth in the sense of being the reality of all the types and shadows of the Old Testament we're pointing to. All those sacrifices, the priesthood, the temple, King David, King Solomon, on and on, was pointing to the reality of itself. Jesus Christ is the truth. Look to Jesus Christ for the truth. By our nature, our sin nature, we are not only not on the road to heaven, but we do not even know where that road is without Jesus Christ. Thirdly, Jesus is the life that will live forever in heaven. He could have stopped with, I am the way. He could have stopped with, I am the truth. But he went on and he said, I am the way, truth, and the life. Jesus is not only the way, but also the truth and the life. This time, we're not thinking of just a path and knowing the way along it, but of the life that it enables a man to travel along by that road. By nature, we're not able to keep one step in the right direction because there's no life in us. There's no life in us. Jesus is life, and he gives us the power and strength to live that life. Eternal life is something that is only found through trusting in Christ. 
trusting in Christ. He is the source of all life. Apart from him, there is no life, but only decay and death. He alone can bring a person alive from death so that he can walk the path to heaven. Here we see a contrast from other teachers, other religious teachers. This is how to live, they say, but they cannot say, here is life. That's why Jesus answered him, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. The Bible tells us, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth not my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. John chapter 5, verses 24 through 26. See, by our sin nature, we are not on the road to heaven. We're ignorant of where that road is. In ourselves, we have no life to enable us to find and travel that road. Well, I'm here to tell you this morning, Jesus is the life. Jesus is the life. We only become alive by God through him. There are many today, you don't have to go far, just walk out these doors. And you'll see many that are just wandering around, aimlessly wandering. They're lost. They have no idea where they're going, what they're doing. They're dead in their trespasses of sin. We need to let them know what Jesus Christ did for us. It is as we see that Jesus is the truth that we come to know him as the life on our way to heaven. One author said, without the way, there is no going. Without the truth, there is no knowing. Without the life, there is no living. I am the way which you must follow, the truth which you must believe, the life for which you must hope. Number four, no one can come to the Father except through Jesus, except by Jesus. But we have an illustration, think of maybe a, a locked gate or a door that you're trying to get into, but you have to have a key. Or maybe even think of a guard or a sentry that's at that door, guarding it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. It's often illustrated this way. If you wanted to come, if you came through those back, the front doors, to get to the baptismal, you'd have to walk through this room. Um, you know, giving the starting point and the destination, that's the only way you could make that happen. Now this breaks down because we got side doors. You can come in other ways. But that's your starting point. So because that's your starting point, this is the way you must go. And you have to go this way. In the same way, if you want to go to heaven, given our position, our starting point, our sin nature, our starting point, it has to be through the Son. It has to be the Son. There's no other way. There's no other way, given that starting point. There's only one bridge, folks, from earth to heaven. 
And that's Jesus Christ. That is Jesus Christ. Jesus is revealed in scripture as the one mediator between man and God. He is the only way, the only truth, and there is no life except in him. Often people like to think that there are many ways to God, but the fact is there's only one. There's only one. You know, a lot of people, this bothers them. You know, what, what do they say? We don't talk politics and we don't talk religion. Why? Because people get upset. They have their own conception of what it is, what heaven is, what hell is, if there's a hell, and the way to get there. But let me tell you something, folks. If we believe this book from cover to cover, then you need to understand that there's only one way to heaven. There's not many ways, not many roads. There's no two stories exactly the same with us as individuals, but this is true in all of our lives. There's only one way for each man, woman, boy, and girl to enter heaven. This statement does upset people, but it needs to be said. We don't have to be ugly about it, but it needs to be said. Let me ask you a question. Can you come to the true God through just any religion? No, you can't. Can you find God in Hinduism or Buddhism, for example? No, you cannot. Can you come to the true God through Islam? Believing what Muslims believe? No, you cannot. What about the Jews? Is simply believing the Old Testament and living a good life, will that take you to heaven? No, it will not. What if you're a what if you say you're a Christian and you do Christian things? Let's just get a little closer to home. Will that take you to heaven? No, it will not. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. We're talking about the way. We're talking about directions. July 16, 1999, John F. Kennedy Jr. and his wife and his sister-in-law got in his plane. They took off to go to Martha's Vineyard. They were going to go to a wedding. And, you know, he had flown a plane. He's quite a pilot, I hear. He'd logged more, of 50, logged more than 50 hours of night flying they said, but he had never flown over the ocean at night. He was not certified to do so. He set out, he thought he knew how to get there. He thought he had all the information to get there, all the equipment to help him to get there. But just before reaching Martha's Vineyard, the NTSB reported that JFK succumbed, succumbed to spatial disorientation. He had no horizon. He had no lights. He's flying over the ocean. It's dark and he became disoriented. Experts wrote about it and said it's terrifying as a pilot to be flying along and read the instruments and they're telling you something different than what your body is telling you. Your body feels like it's going in one direction and your mind yells at you and you yank at the yoke and to compensate 
The key would have been for him to look at the gauges, trust the gauges. They might be telling him that his plane was flying straight and level. But unfortunately, what he did was he pushed a yoke forward, went into a dive, and just crashed into the ocean. Chances are he felt like he was doing right, doing all the right things to get to his destination, and didn't know it until the point of impact when they all perished. He thought he knew the correct way to fly to the wedding, but he did not. So many people in the world today are sincere, thinking that they know the way to heaven, but they do not. Folks, we have in our hands, in our laps this morning, the word of God that tells us that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. We must be about sharing this. Every head bowed and every eye closed.